terrific people today my tea is my is as strong as my will to smash the patriarchy and with that being said let's get into today's episode this is episode 5 bras the two cups of patriarchy this episode is sort of a recording of what i presented in my talk around bras as two cups of patriarchy in the gender discussion forum of my university and to spice things up i shall not only speak largely about the history of bras and corsets but also throw in some special only podcast experiential anecdotes in it seems like it's going to be one power packed episode Before we start to you know spill the tea uh, let me just put out a tiny disclaimer I understand that this topic may quite uh, exclusively be female body related uh, but at the same time it's something that has impacted the way a lot of people uh, view the female body and see various parts of the female body especially the breast the episode uh, largely focuses on how the patriarchy influences how we see bodies and i hope you guys can you know um, come across something new in terms of information and in our experience with that in mind all bras in this episode uh, are meant to represent bras both living or forgotten shiny and simple and as two cups of the patriarchy some of it may even make you feel uncomfortable but hey isn't that something that the patriarchy does to us too i'd also like to say that this isn't hate directed towards men it's just deconstructing the patriarchal imagination using a tool which is the bra i want you all to keep in mind that i'm only trying to present both sides of the arguments and i'm trying to keep it as open as possible because uh this topic actually has multiple different nuances to it it plays out very differently when it comes to on ground uh versus when i talk about it in a podcast episode so keeping all of that in mind uh i'd like to thank the pandemic for giving me space to think and while i discarded my bras and you know saw these memes uh on the internet i began to also think about how you know these bras are useless and constricty annoying super expensive and all of the other words that you know maybe a couple of you bra users are thinking about and with that being said i decided to look into the history the wonder braful history of these bras i guess so in early greece and rome as far as the 4th century ad there have been mentions of the bra in greece it was called apodesmos which means breast band and the roman women wore it while playing sport as in the case of the bikini mosaic that was found in villa romana de castel in sicily and it's dated to the 4th century. In Langberg Castle, East Tyrol, Austria, fragments of textiles that were dated to be around uh, 1440 and 1485 were found. And these were two pieces of linen. One even had shoulder straps. There was lace 
that was decorated at the cleavage area. Now, there's also the corset, which I'll talk about in a bit. But just to keep in mind that the corset, you know, sort of gained popularity in the 16th century and sort of died down um, slowly in the 1910s. Now, um, during World War One and Two, bras actually had to become a thing. This was because of the metal shortage um, that you, uh, because you know the metal that was going to be used in corsets could as well as be used in ammunition. And in 1912, uh, Germany developed the brassiere as we know it and patented it. And this was a factory that mass produced it. Now, in 1914, a woman named Keris Crosby or you know Mary Phelps Jacob. Um, Un was annoyed with the fact that her whalebone corset kept popping through her party dress. And so what she did was she was like, eh, I might as well just create a new something and used two handkerchiefs and created the bra. Mary and her little bra was patented in 1914. And uh, guess who bought it and uh, bought the patent and made 15 million US dollars just from the design. Who else but the Warner Brother Corset Company? Now, when we think about bras today, we think about, you know, one the Wonder Bra or Victoria's Secret, which are companies that gained popularity during the 1990s. Uh, Wonder Bra is credited with creating the world's first push-up bra, which was a design by a Canadian woman named Louise Poirier. And Victoria's Secret, well, it isn't any secret that it is America's largest lingerie brand. In India, when we uh, look at the bra, it came in with the colonizers. The first ad was in 1954. and. Prior to that, women never really wore bras, but there was a sort of a bra blouse sort of thing called the kanchuka, which was very, very prevalent during the time of Harshavardhana and the Vijayanagara Empire. And if you look up images of this, you can actually, you know, relate to image, uh, sculptures uh, that uh, exist in temples that belong to these time periods. And the first uh, mass production factory that was started uh, in India was, I think, the brand Triumph, which became India's first bra brand. Now, you're bound to ask, you know, uh, Shreya, how is something that is made by women end up becoming patriarchal? So to answer that question, let's sort of look at the ancestor of the bra, the corset. The corset started off as back support and this was largely for the peasant class who, you know, did manual labor and had to work in the fields and, um, you know, who had um, heavy, who had to live, lift heavy things. And that's when the aristocrats uh, began to see this and picked it up. And since the aristocrats don't really have much of manual labor or um, carrying things to do, 
they decided to tighten it and make it uh, make the body look more curvaceous and voluptuous and also you see a distinction amongst the aristocrats themselves uh, Catherine Medici of the French court uh, was the person who introduced corsets into well the French court and um, she encouraged her entourage to uh, sort of wear corsets uh, but in contrast her very own daughter-in-law Mary the queen of Scots did not really like wearing corsets and refused to wear them now when you look at the corset the body is modified into looking a certain way which got me thinking about who exactly is this looker who is looking at this body well that aside by the 1800s breasts breast support began to be another functionality of the corset now like i mentioned earlier in the um, 1910s the corset begins to lose popularity the re-rise of the corsets um, especially today as fashion statements is all thanks to the kardashian jenners who um, i hate to admit it but do have a very large impact on um, people now where does it really get patriarchal this is where the antagonizing of corsets comes in Karolina Zabrowska uh, puts very well in her video which is titled How Victorian Men Taught Us to Hate Corsets that corsets are largely seen as something worn by you know women to give them shape or you know to constrict them but uh, on the contrary it's something that was actually born of the male imagination the fainting uh, and I know for a fact there were fainting rooms Uh, the pulling of lace to tighten corsets and you know um the fashion industry back then was actually um not just in terms of clientele but also in terms of uh, production was largely dominated by women and the only way um to a sort of uh, delegitimize the women's rights movement was to call women who wore corsets uh, and to label them as vain and indecent and this is something that you know caught me thinking in popular media uh, for example um, the pirates of the caribbean there is a scene in which uh, i think elizabeth swan is wearing a corset that was improved uh, not improved it was uh, imported from britain and she says uh, women in uh, britain may not know how to breathe and later she falls into the water and uh, she sort of kick starts the entire pirates of the caribbean movie and yeah so uh, while we're looking at corsets there is carolina zebrowska and bernadette banner on youtube who actually are fashion vintage fashion historians who um, sort of talk about corsets and wearing corsets and that kind of thing as well uh, i think it would be cool to check them out now the patriarchal push up of this the bra is not inherently evil but it is villainized um this is done by viewing the female body as docile vulnerable in need of a prince charming or a savior and lacking autonomy the bra becomes a tool to control women's bodies through sexualizing it and the ideal female form is something 
that is largely derived from the male imagination of course i'm not going to um, throw away the fact that there is always competition amongst women but the idea of that perfect female form was originally um, derived from the male imagination and this is in reference to all the male authors that have ever described the female body all films that sexualize the female form um you can even in hollywood in bollywood um in south indian film industry uh and the hypersexualization of women uh, in anime uh which i can talk a lot about honestly now um it also you know comes to the point wherein the breast is censored uh breast censorship is where you, when you look at the breast as something sexual over just looking at it as just another body part uh i'll get into a little bit of the details later but you can also see a kind of breast censorship when there are ads like bra ads um that use words like you know uh, enticing hot sexy and ravishing just to market to these bras now this all plays into the idea of fantasization the fantasization and fetishization of the breast is you know seen as something to be uncovered so that um you know your sexual needs are satisfied is also a very patriarchal idea the main issue uh, comes in when the patriarchy tells us what to do and what the norm is with respect to our body this not only does not allow us to exercise our autonomy but it also defines a norm that is unrealistic and wearing a piece of clothing should be a choice shouldn't it now the impact of all of this it largely falls on the head of the poor young impressionable adolescent uh, adolescents especially female adolescents you sort of perpetuate the idea that you are what your body is and you know that that's really sad because you know you are more than what your body is there's more personality to you that you you are not what your body is and this is also an impact of this is seen um in when we judge women who go braless they're dismissed as radical political and male hating feminists although i see nothing wrong with it and we need to sort of depoliticize and desexualize i mean their entire idea is to desexualize the breast which sort of you know isn't what they're going for but it's also not really helping so yeah and a great example for this would be the original versus um untumblerized meme which was um actually something that was uh you know going around in the tumblr communities and you do see a sort of i thought that picture really well um described the patriarchal white patriarchal imagination and uh, if you guys do get some time to go check it out because you can really see from everything from her skin color her facial features her dress the fat in her stomach um even the way her breasts are accentuated her t-shirt and the fact that she even had to wear a cross is something that you know they sort of um changed 
now when we're trying to bust these myths around bras uh, i'm going to talk about um, a little bit about the myths around bras and uh, re- reclamation of bras um when you choose a bra you need to keep two things in mind one is your breast size and the other is the habits that you will be having or doing i mean for example if you have an active lifestyle uh bras can be worn as support for the musculoskeletal system although dr susan love would disagree and say that breasts don't really need the support she mentions in her book dr susan love's uh breast book um that apparently it's also a myth that corsets are needed for stomach muscle support uh, i'm not very sure how uh, true this is uh but uh, that's what dr susan love says now wearing a bra especially during you know sport and physical exercise can be really difficult for women with large or medium breasts and um this is something that you can wear to avoid pain but look for the right sizing uh, it's all about comfort and the right sizing now when we look at a study that was made by uh, i'm not sure who did the study but there was a study that um had large breasted women remove the weight of their breasts from their shoulders for 2 weeks this was done either by going braless or by wearing a strapless bra only one of the women amongst the sample was uh, cho- who chose a strapless bra and all of the others went braless the researchers monitored the uh, women for muscle pain or any kind of tenderness 79% of the patients decided to remove the breast weight from the shoulder permanently because it rendered them symptom free now there's also a distinction i'd like to draw um if you want to wear a bra to amp up your sexual appeal or if you just want to be modest by you know uh, covering your nipples that's totally fine um we totally bring in a kind of morality here which i was unsure how to fully navigate through when it comes to insecurity and defining the norm there is a lot of anxiety around the size and shape of your body but thankfully the rise in body positivity movements um is something that is awesome and it's at this point i'd like to bring in a distinction between being healthy and being unhealthy but um just be healthy no matter what your body type is or structure looks like because all bodies are beautiful now when it comes to sagging sagging is just as normal as blinking it's not dependent on if you wear a bra or not i mean there are other factors that contribute to sagging like your genetics or your f- fat distribution around your breast region and gravity which are totally not in our control but there were also two studies that show that bras actually can cause uh, sagging one of which was done by professor jean denis rulion now your nipples protruding out is absolutely normal as well i mean it just doesn't mean that you're aroused now do you hide this nipple 
but are you free this nipple well the free the nipple campaign which was you know gained traction due to a 2014 netflix documentary is a campaign that started to get rid of a uh, women's body uh, censorship uh, and it aims for equality of all bodies it is also a movement that focuses on the desexualization of women's breasts and bring in dialogue around censorship by social media platforms like facebook and instagram This is because images around uh, breastfeeding were reported and taken down in contrast to violent images or graphic images. Naturalism is also a lifestyle that you guys can look up. Honestly, that sounds like a dream. Now, empowerment is different for different people. While some uh, women find their empowerment in showing skin, wearing short skirts maybe wearing a cami some women find empowerment in not showing that much skin for example i like to wear baggy t-shirts and baggy pants or over tight uh, fitting t-shirts and tights and there's nothing wrong with that because it empowers us in different ways that the reclaiming of bras you can be sexy and feel sexy just by being you and you know genuinely you don't need a bra to do that but at the same time i'd like to point out that if a bra makes you feel good then why not wear one the reclamation is not just done by women but also non-gender conforming individuals who see the bra as an ex- expression of femininity or you know just as a way to break the patriarchal heteronormative norms which honestly i am all for now when you think about you know alternatives to bras for those of you who you know don't want to wear it anymore um well you've got a lot of companies that make different kinds of uh, bras like the kubi bra or um you know well there are other brands so um but there are also other alternatives like the camisole undershirts slips and vests um t-shirts with uh patches or breast pockets uh just to hide those nips uh if you want to i mean again uh there are tube tops bandos nipple patches i forget the actual name for those and a boob tape as well endorsed by Kim Kardashian herself now you see a lot of corsets uh and a lingerie coming in as fashion thanks to the Kardashian Jenners and this is a sort of reclamation i could say and you also see a lot of this in the non gender conforming community amongst um drag queens especially uh shout out to Violet Chachki now when you clasp all of this together what is it that we get that bras are essentially one cup of the patriarchy and one cup of the support it just depends which cup of tea you'd like to drink honestly and when you look at your body it's not the ultimate expression to you yourself you are more than what your body portrays 
And I'd also like to say it's okay to have a saggy boob, one boob bigger than the other, a darker areola, a lighter areola, small boobs, big boobs, all boobs are boobtiful. Now, bras are not really good or bad and it depends on how you see them as shackles or as support. And the million dollar question being, do you think bras are necessity? Well, I'd like to say if you want to wear a bra or if you don't want to wear a bra, it is absolutely your choice. But now, let's sort of look at, you know, bras in the world as we know it today, in the ground reality. I'm sure a lot of y'all um, have had male members of your family outside on the hall and you guys are, you know, just want to chill out without wearing a bra. But you have an elderly uh, mum or a, um, another female member come and tell you wear a bra, uh, there are male members outside. Well, it's a reality we've all had to go through. And how is it that we navigate this? I guess most of us would just pick the easy route and wear the bra. But what does it mean to not wear a bra in front of a male member? I don't know. I don't have all the answers. But uh, yeah, I mean, that's something we could think about. Also, the question of morality, which I brought up earlier. What is this kind of morality that we're thinking about? Who is the dominant morality that decides how our bodies work or our bodies are supposed to represent or what our bodies are supposed to represent? Who is it that decides that this is feminine and this is masculine? Well, um, I'd like to blame it on the patriarchy, but it's really us who perpetuate these thoughts. With a lot of things being said and a lot left to think about, I'd like to end today's episode. I'll see you guys in my next episode. Drink that tea, don't spill it, and smash that patriarchy! Bye guys, I hope you guys have a lovely week.